do it, Sean. Welcome back, Super Fantasy Bros Podcast. We are live again. Week three recap. Uh, week four is here, but before we get there, we learned a lot in week three that we have to talk about. But before we get started, we had a podcast trade earlier today. Myself and Maddie P over here made a trade. Uh, it was yesterday, Sean. It was whatever. It's <laughs> within yeah, the last 24 hours or so. Anyways, I traded James Robinson, Gardner Minshew, and T.Y. Hilton for Naheem Hines, Matt Stafford, and DJ Chark. Now, I had no quarterback, so I needed quarterback help, and Matt got a really good running back in James Robinson right now that is on the upswing. So I feel like that was a pretty fair trade. What, do you, what is your assessment of that, Q? Uh, I think you did, but we what we talked about last week, may possibly sell high on James Robinson. Maybe we didn't talk about that, but throughout the week we talked about selling high on James Robinson after his uh, Thursday night performance. We'll see if he can keep it up. He is he has a favorable matchup against the Bengals on Sunday, so maybe he's going to go from 20, 30 to 40 points on Sunday. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, Sean got what he needed, uh, I'd say, from him. I needed that running back depth too. Yeah, I think it was a fair trade overall. Let us know what you think in the chat. Help All us right. both out. Moving on to the next piece here, uh, the elephant in the room. The Titans this past weekend had three players and five personnel get COVID. They also announced this morning that one player was tested positive for COVID on from Tuesday's testing. So now the game has been postponed from Sunday. Um, but according to Mike Tomlin during his presser today, they asked him if it would be a disadvantage playing Tuesday. And he said there's a strong possibility it's Monday. So we might just be looking at two Monday night football games this week, which – Love it. Got to take it. Uh, that actually would be really helpful. Um, but if for any reason this game ends up getting postponed further and this ends up being their bye week, uh, you just kind of got to roll with it and see what you can do with your lineup. You'll be happy later in the season when their bye week is supposed to be there and you have them playing each other. I would prefer them to play on Tuesday, though. Tuesdays are dreadful. And if Tuesdays are dreadful. If, if football's on, it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be huge. All right, let's move into the injury recap. Got a few to get through here. Obviously, not as bad as last week. Not as many big names going down, but let's start with Chris Godwin out for one to two weeks with a hamstring strain. Uh, looks like he's already ruled out this week. Possibly Thursday night football for next week, too, is in doubt. Uh, so what impact does this have on the Buccaneers passing game? Mike, some more Mike Evans. Hopefully he puts up more than 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Uh, well, you'll be happy if you had him for that, but I think him – I'm not going to – Let's not say Scotty Miller because he was disappointing the last time that one of them were out. He's also uh, banged up. Okay, so. What about Gronk? Gronk. Uh, <laughs> no, no. They got, uh, I don't want to talk about Gronk. I don't trust him yet at all. He scares me. But they do. They are getting Justin Watson back this week, too, who plays in the slot. Um, he had a pretty decent game. Then the game people thought Scotty Miller was going to have a good game. So I think it's Mike Evans' show. I like Justin Watson, but. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous about the passing game, especially against the Chargers secondary this week, even though they Dude. lost Chris Harris Jr. Si, senor. All right, on to the next big injury. Chris Carson sprained his knee on a dirty hit from the Cowboys where they kind of Gumbag. twisted his leg. That dude tried to put him in a figure four leg lock. Yeah, exactly. It was it was crazy. Like, uh, uh, shouldn't see that in the NFL. He was a Cowboy. It makes sense. Yeah, scumbags. Um, of the Seahawks backups, who do you like more, Carlos Hyde or Homer? Uh, definitely Hyde. Homer's like the more of like a change of pace back. 
who may come in for like a long third down or so. But Carlos Hyde's proven that he can be good. And in this offense, there's no doubt that he's going to produce, um, especially sure. against their matchup this week against the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Carlos Hyde's got to be the guy to start if he – if uh Carson does end up missing this week, but it's looking like it's going to be short term. So he may even be back this week, if not next week. All right. 49ers backfield, Mostert and McKinnon are both day to day. Um, if they are out, how high would you want to start Jeff Wilson? Definitely starting him. I own him, but I'm still starting. I have Montgomery, David Montgomery over him. Uh, I haven't considered starting Jeff Wilson because um, I feel like this would be the week that the Eagles come back and have their they're good run D when I decide to start someone against them, but he solid game last week when McKinnon uh, left in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns. So he's definitely yeah. viable when he yeah. plays. It seems like he gets two touchdowns. I mean, week one and two last season, he got two touchdowns in each of those games. So it's weird. He's just got a knack for the end zone. If, if they both end up missing, I would definitely consider starting Jeff Wilson. Uh, another couple injuries for the Eagles. Speaking of the Eagles, Dallas Goddard fractured his ankle. He's going to miss some time. He has not been put on IR just yet, but he may be going to IR. No, I think he was put on IR. Yeah, I thought he was put on IR. Maybe I missed that one. Uh, He is on IR, according to multiple sources in front of me. (laughs) Multiple sources. (laughs) Uh, But also, Sean Jackson's banged up too with a hamstring. So, how do you guys feel about Greg Ward and Zach Ertz? Zach Ertz, I love him. I don't know if we can really trust Greg Ward yet. I mean, he's only had three games in the NFL Although he did produce last week when everybody was out. So, I mean, I don't see why not. There isn't really anybody else there to take away touches. But I think the Eagles just need Alshon back. I'm looking like for the ASAP. return of Al- Alshon. Yeah, ASAP. It's looking unlikely that he's going to play this week either. Uh, but they're really aiming for next week, saying it's most likely going to be that. As, that's his return. Are you there. dropping Goddard? No. Mm, yeah, I would hold for now. I, I, they said it's a small fracture. So what did they say? Up, four to six weeks. Yeah, it could end up being like four weeks. So yeah, I'll hold on. I would hold on to weeks. him. He's still got some value. If you got a short bench, obviously, I wouldn't be afraid to drop him. But yeah, I would hold on to him. Uh, on to the next one here. I feel like we just had to mention this because we were talking about Jordan Reed the past couple of weeks. He ended up getting hurt, like we predicted. So he's out for I think six to eight weeks. Um, and Kittle is most likely going to be back this week. He practiced in full today. So luckily it's not a head drop injury. Jordan Reed. Luckily yeah. it's drop like a lower Jordan body. Reed. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped him so fast. <laughs> I dropped yeah. him like a bad habit. <laughs> Jared Cook missed practice. He got hurt on uh, Sunday night against the Packers. Uh, just something to monitor moving forward. Bad John. Uh, but Deontay Johnson. John. <laughs> definitely a bad John. Deontay Johnson, concussion protocol. He entered it uh, yesterday. Uh, so the earliest he can be released from that is Friday. So you're not going to know anything on him until Friday. Mm-hmm. If he does miss the game, do you guys like James Washington as a possible like flex villain? How about Claypool? Is he healthy? Oh, Claypool. Claypool, Claypool is I, healthy too. I might he, feel better about. Claypool, I think he's more of like a boom guy you would put in there. But I think James Washington's going to end up being more of that like second target right. there. I don't think I trust either of them. Yeah, I think both are just flyers that you would pick up, see if they do anything. Uh, Russell Gage still has a concussion, questionable for this week. Just monitor him as well as Julio, still missing time. Um, John Brown's calf and foot, he's still not practicing. It seems like that's going to be something that continues 
a lot last year. John Brown didn't practice a lot, but then would play on Sundays. So just keep an eye on that injury there. And unfortunately, Tariq Cohen torn ACL out for the season. How does this impact Montgomery? Q, I'll let you have your take since you own him. Montgomery has been getting the volume with Tariq Cohen. It's more of like what he does with it. So hopefully with the loss of, unfortunately, the loss of Cohen and the addition of Nick Foles being in the lineup, you hope that Montgomery will start taking more advantage of what work he's given. Yeah. yeah. You would hope I, that he gets more involved in the passing game too. For sure. I think Nick Foles is a plus on that end because I think he improves the passing game. So that opposing uh, defenses won't really like, focus on David Montgomery because he hasn't really shined yet. So I think within the next couple of weeks, he could definitely do that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., after Paris Campbell went down, we kind of said he was a good add, and now he's got compartment leg syndrome. He's out till week eight. What is that? I was just going to ask that question. What is compartment leg syndrome? I'm going to be honest. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I heard it's not very, like, common in the nfl but it does happen i forget what it's something with like bleeding inside your bone or from your bone something like yeah, that super weird injury um someone you can definitely drop at this point unless you're really like in like a dynasty league or something um but trey burton is off the ir for the colts so he's someone that may hurt mo alley cox's value but mo alley cox looks pretty locked in as philip rivers uh one mo of his Allie main Locke. targets right now but if you're looking oh, for a Colts wow. wide receiver to pick up with some upside, Zach Pascal. Sorry, um, Sean. That's Q's favorite wide receiver. You got the wrong guy. You picked up. You could have had him. I know. That's Q's favorite guy. He loved him last year. He put up some decent numbers. Um, he can. He has a knack for the end zone a little bit. So, someone that's worth a flyer if you're looking for a wide receiver on your bench. And finally, for the Raiders, Henry Ruggs is a long shot with a hamstring, and Brian Edwards is in a boot. Uh, for his ankle, and he is already ruled out this week. So the Raiders' pass game is going to be hurting. Looks like it's going to be the Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs show. And Hunter uh, Renfro. And, yeah, I guess Hunter Renfro also stocks up. His He had a pretty good game last week, too. He has, like, a couple good games every year. But, it, I mean, I it's only a second year, but <laughs> yeah, I, ain't, I ain't trusting him. Yeah, I'm not trusting him, but he's worth a flyer. Uh, just some other guys to continue to monitor. Obviously, Devontae Adams was banged up. DJ Chark, Jamison Crowder, he's questionable for tomorrow. Uh, Drew Locke, Philip Lindsay, and Christian Kirk. Just keep an eye on them. They're obviously – they have a chance to play this week, so just keep an eye on them. Let's move into our waiver wire targets. I'll let you guys start us off at the quarterback position. Uh, who's somebody you're looking to pick up this week? Well, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Derek Goff. <laughs> He's quarterback 10 right now. He's doing pretty good. Um, he's got 29 and 30 in his last two games. And his next two games coming up are the Giants and the Washington football team. So I think if you need someone to start, pick him up. Yeah, definitely would agree with that. I like Jared I agree Goff with a lot. I picked him up myself. And it's funny because last year... I, I still wanted him too, Sean. Last so. year he wasn't scoring many touchdowns, so you... Like you may have thought McVay was maybe leaning away from him, uh, but clearly he's he's back on a roll. Yeah, it seems like the Jared Goff of two years ago is somewhat back. We'll see how that proceeds moving forward. Matt, who is your quarterback that should be picked up? Well, thank God I wasn't able to pick him up last week, but it's Garner Minshew. <laughs> he had a bad week last week, but – I think he definitely bounces back this week with DJ Chark being back. And especially since James Robinson seems like 
he could be legit. I think that run game definitely helps him, opens up the field a lot for him. And with a healthy receiving core, I think he could definitely finish top 15 this year. Yeah. Where'd you rank him last week? Me? Who, who ranked him at six? Someone ranked him at five. I don't think, I, don't think five, I had him that. I think I had he was him at no, I, no, I had him at 10. I got my ranks in front of me right now. I think it was you, Matt. It might have been. <laughs> I had him at 10. Been, honestly, that matchup looks so good, and he just did nothing with it. I was so disappointed. Yeah, tough break for Minshew, but I think he bounces back this week. I'm with you. He's still worth keeping on your bench if you have him or if he's out there in free agents picking him up if you need a streamer, for if you sure. drafted Carson Wentz like I did. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next one here, uh, Carson Wentz's former backup, Nick Foles. Nicky Franchise came in for Mitch Trubisky and went crazy. Threw three touchdowns in that second half. I think he's worth a stash. I'm not necessarily ecstatic about starting him this week. Uh, he's got a pretty tough matchup, but moving forward, I would definitely feel confident starting Nick Foles as your quarterback. I just don't like that uh, Colts defense. They've been really good against quarterbacks. So As long as he nervous. doesn't start the season, he's QB1. Because yeah. like he loves coming in as a backup, but then starting that—that's when he goes full big, big wiener, big, <laughs> the Nick, big dick Nick, man. Come on, I can't big say the word Nicholas. on PG. I don't PG. know how PG we are. Big PP Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, pick up Nick Foles as a stash. Put him on your bench. I think he's worth owning. I think he's going to be decent moving forward, especially with Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, and Jamie Graham looking back to form. We'll talk about him Yo. a little bit. Eesh. Uh, so you, you heard T guys last week when he talked about Kirk Cousins having the negative two point game. So like anything this week had to have been better. Uh, I mean, he wasn't playing a tough defense, but my waiver wire pickup as quarterback at quarterback is Kirk Cousins. He's still only owned in 15% of leagues and he has an emerging first round pick in Justin Jefferson. Uh, he had three touchdowns on Sunday. So, I mean, anything was better than last week, of course, uh, he, this week he's playing against a pretty weak Texans defense that allowed at least 20 points to the last couple quarterbacks besides Lamar. He only had 19, but we'll give it to him anyway. Yeah, and uh, Close enough. Yeah, like I said, the emergence of Justin Jefferson definitely going to only increase his value. As long as Jefferson performs at some sort of level yep. relevant to last week. You just got to keep it up. Yeah, for sure. I think the Kirk gritty. Cousins is a viable start um, if you're desperate, but um, I think he's just worth adding to your bench at this point. The bye weeks are coming up. In two of three games, he's put up some pretty they big start numbers. next week. Yeah, keep an eye out for your bye weeks. Make sure to double-check those. All right, running backs to add. Q, you're up again. I know you like this guy, so let you talk about him. I like him a lot. I didn't even realize, like, how – like, last Thursday in the game, he was on the field more than I would have expected. Uh, he had 22 touches, which is only – which not only, but 19 more touches than both Howard, who had three, and Brita, who had three. If you saw my Instagram post, I did talk about him or check the website. I did go a little more in-depth about it. Um, he has a lot of ability, pass catching and running, and he hasn't found the end zone yet, but the amount of uh, to, uh, the amount of work that he's been getting on the field, he's bound to at least fall in there once or twice soon. Yeah, with a name like Miles Gaskin, you just sound like a good running back. I don't know Miles why Gass. I like that name. That is yeah. anything to say, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's got that gas. He's got a cute name. Start drafting players based on their names. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. All right. Well, my running back to pick up this week is Naheem Hines. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues after a poor week two performance uh, in a weird game where the Colts were up a ton on the Vikings. 
So I like Naheem Hines this week. Um, he's only owned at 57% of leagues, and he had 10 points last week. He's still going to be a dump-off guy for Phillip Rivers in most games. The last two weeks, the Colts haven't had to throw the ball a lot, but I think moving forward, they're going to have some tougher matchups coming up. So Naheem Hines will definitely be more involved. He's definitely worth stashing on your bench. Are you saying that because you just got him from me? Not saying that because that's kind of funny. I'm, I was saying it because I was actually shocked he's only owned in 57% of leagues. Yeah, that is crazy. So he definitely should be owned in a lot more. After 26 that. points in week one, like people jumped on him and then people jumped right off. Like, you can't that's how it him. goes. People don't know, man. That's, that's what we're here for. Yep, exactly. Give you all that insight. All right, you guys, you're up next. What running back are you looking to add? I am looking to add Devontae Freeman. I don't know why he's only taken in 58.5% of leagues. Uh, it should definitely be way more than that. He's going to be the main guy on the Giants. Like With the exception of last year, he was a pretty good running back on Atlanta. Like I don't know. I don't see Wayne Gallman or Deion Lewis taking many snaps from him. I don't know. I think in a couple of weeks when he gets worked in, Devontae Freeman is going to be the guy. Can I tell you he was added to the practice squad today in New York? Who, who may be on the team one day. Who? Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. That's Stop. horrible. Stop. He should be retired. <laughs> Q, I can't believe you even brought his name up. <laughs> Could be I, forgot, I forgot about Alfred Morris. He might have had like one or two good years with the Redskins. Oh, uh, football. Wow. Wow, Matt. Wait, get I, out of Yo, I didn't even wow. say it. He started to. Take me to court. I'll take you to court. <laughs> All right, Matt, you're up anyways. So let's talk about a different wide receiver. I mean, different running back than Alfred Morris. <laughs> Go ahead. It's going to be the backup for Todd Gurley, and that is Brian Hill. He saw his touches increase uh, through the first three weeks of the season. He found the end zone last week. And I hate to say it, but Gurley isn't the healthiest running back out there. So, I mean, all it takes is one little injury and – Brian Hill is the starter for the Falcons. And I think with the volume that he would see, even though the Falcons tend to do go down a lot, I think they would get him involved. So the touches are going to be there. So he's definitely going to have the uh, volume to produce off of that. Yeah, I'm with you. Brian Hill is definitely worth an ad. Any handcuffed at this point, like if you have a solid running back, you should definitely handcuff him. And yeah. Even he might have some value without being a handcuff. Todd Gurley's only playing still roughly half the snaps. So if Brian Hill ends up taking that other half and it becomes a two-man game, Brian Hill might be Don't solid. forget Edo. I know. I, so I'm saying Brian Hill's been earning those touches over Edo. Forget Dorito Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other running back I wanted to mention was Damian Harris. He's back from IR for the Patriots. Um, so he's worth an interesting speculative ad. They liked him a lot before he got hurt. So he may end up being one of the guys that takes some more touches away from that Patriots backfield. Um, we didn't mention Rex Burkhead because Rex Burkhead did have a huge week last week, but I don't think that continues no. much at all. If you started him and got lucky like Schultz did in our league, um, I wouldn't expect that again, at least anytime soon, especially if James White's back too. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the wide receiver position, Matt, let's talk about the guy that went off last week. Yeah, somebody who will probably be owned in 100% of leagues after this week, and that's Justin Jefferson. Uh, he absolutely went off. I mean, you saw the success that Stefan Diggs had alongside Adam Thielen. I feel like the Vikings are going to be playing down a lot. They aren't 
they don't have the best defense. It definitely downgraded the past couple of years. And as long as Kirk is looking good, I think that offense looks good. So his production all relies on the quarterback play. Yep, I'm with you. It there. hurts because I drafted him and I dropped him. Yeah, it sucks. It happens. Happens, man. It happens. happens. To the best of us. It it's happens. all right. Sorry, I know uh, you picked up another guy that is looking pretty good that you're about to talk about anyways. Alan Lazard? More consistent. Bro, he's good. I don't know. He had six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets last week with no Devontae Adams. I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers really likes him. I think with Devontae Adams there, he's going to leave him open. I don't know. I think he's got the skill. I think Aaron Rodgers trusts him. I like him. At least to have on your team. You don't have to start him every week. Just have him you, on your team. If you can Stash. see him do it with Adams, perform maybe not that well, but something similar. He had 17 uh, week one with Adams in there. Yeah, right. And he, Adams he went dumb that week. So yeah, you can, that, that week was crazy. He'll definitely be someone you can start if he were con- to continue doing something like that with Adams on the field. Yeah. And but, that hurts for me, T-Gods, because I drafted him and then I dropped him. You want to <laughs> trade? <laughs> y'all can talk after the podcast i don't <laughs> own justin jefferson oh <laughs> anyways alan lazard definitely a viable flex moving forward and i think he distinguished himself as the better option over mvs uh mvs had one catch for five yards in that game did have a couple deep targets but didn't end up connecting so looks like lazard is aaron Rodgers' second in command there um let's talk about your guy who are you adding at the wide receiver spot someone in our league who was already added dropped and added again today (laughs) uh greg ward the only eagles wide receiver uh outside of zach Ertz. last last week i mean he was he had to have produced um being the only guy that could catch the ball on the team uh he had a touchdown on eight catches uh he did lead the team in targets by one with 11 so definitely this Sunday night against the 49ers defense that's just as banged up as the Eagles. Uh, he could be someone that Wentz is going to look at as he did a lot last year. Thinking about it, that is like two of the most injured football teams going against each other. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, if you just add in the Giants too, like it's a mess. They played the Giants last week, so. All right. My wide receiver to add has to be T. Higgins. Uh, five catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles on nine targets. And AJ Green has been struggling. We'll get into him a little bit later. I think T Higgins might end up establishing a good connection with Joe Burrow, both being super young. And I just think T Higgins showed that he has that talent of being a pretty good wide receiver in the NFL. And if he can continue to be involved moving forward, the Bengals are going to be down a lot and have to throw a lot. If T Higgins ends up being one of his go-to guys, it's definitely worth an ad. And just some other options to add, uh, KJ Hamler. Uh, he's an interesting wide receiver for the Broncos. Once Drew Locke gets back, uh, he showed some promise in training camp. He's definitely got some upside. If you're absolutely desperate, Braxton Berrios tomorrow against the Broncos. Who? Terrible. Sean <laughs> uh, was piping him up on Sunday to the max. Yeah, he's he pretty good. He showed some flashes. Seen. He showed some flashes. He's definitely, definitely worth like a – a look if you're super desperate for someone at flex if you got here if you pretty much had all these injuries on your team um or just worth a stash and just a couple other guys keep an eye on we mentioned pascal earlier but hunter renfro too both of them are worth an ad if you're looking for somebody to just stash all right tight end position uh mo alley 
Cox. I will talk about Mo Ali Cox, of course, because I've been talking about him for the last couple of weeks. Mo Ali Cox Months. again puts up some numbers: three catches for fifty yards and a touchdown. He's got thirty points the past two weeks. Philip Rivers loves throwing tight ends. We've seen it in the past with Antonio Gates on the Chargers. I think Mo Ali Cox has kind of established himself as Philip Rivers' go-to guy over the middle, and also caught a touchdown, so he might be end up being one of his red zone targets. He's huge in the red zone. Um, I think he dropped a touchdown the prior week too. So Mo so Ali Cox. Is Jack Doyle chalked? Uh, Jack Doyle has been banged up. So, oh wait, you got to wait for a uh, one. Why do I always forget his name? Who just came off of IR? Trey Burton. Yeah, he's he could hurt a little bit. How do yeah. you forget about Trey Burton? He threw the game, not I the game-winning touchdown, but I, th- I think <laughs> I think game? until you see the Super Bowl, <laughs> Philly, Philly. <laughs> wait, what? Oh my God, Q! I'm you were kidding. I'm literally kidding. <laughs> Q, that was such a bad joke. Anyways, that was horrible. Mo Ali Cox is worth an ad, and I think until you see Trey Burton or Jack Doyle start taking away from that production, I think he's worth a scoop, especially if you're desperate at tight end. All right, Q, talk about your your uh, love child at tight end. Uh, he he's my love child when I don't own him because last week I started him with Jimmy Graham. I started him last week after he put up a touchdown week two, I believe. One. Oh well, I played him. Yeah, I started him week two. Sack Gasecki, regretted it. Uh, scored a touchdown. And then when I started him, yeah, he does nothing. Uh, so then last week when Nick Foles finally came in, he's back to old Jimmy Graham with two touchdowns on six catches. So. I think Foles is going to rejuvenate this whole team. I mean, they were already producing, maybe not Jimmy Graham, uh, to what he did Sunday, but the rest of them were. So I think Jimmy Graham will be loving some Nick Foles as much as we did. Yeah, I agree. Jimmy Graham's worth an ad, even though he's a fossil. I think Nick Foles likes to throw to the tight end. We've seen it in the past. So, All right. Um, T-Gods, tight end you're adding. Okay, along with Jared Goff, like last week, I said this guy last week too. My man's Joey Schultz's dad, Dalton Schultz, <laughs> on the Cowboys. In the last two weeks, he has 13 catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Um, like I said, Dak loves his tight ends. They, they have a lot of mouths to feed over there, but overliable. Um, yeah, the last two weeks were shootouts, so add with caution, but if you need someone... He's a nice little backup tight end to have. Do it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Good pickup. Matt, wrap it up for the tight ends. What tight end are you? Wrap it up, Dan. Uh, tight end I'm targeting on waivers is Robert Tanyan, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Who? Robert Tanyan. Tonya. <laughs> Thank uh, you for clarifying. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but. He has had touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. I mean, so far, Aaron Rodgers has looked back to form in previous years. And uh, although Devontae Adams was out last week, I could see his production, like, staying right where it's at. Uh, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be spreading the ball out a lot. And their defense isn't too great, so they could fall behind in some games and be forced to throw. Can't always rely on Aaron Jones every game, but so I see uh I see Tanya definitely getting his fair share of targets in the weeks to come. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely worth an ad, especially if you're desperate at tight end. You know, before we move from this waiver, one receiver we forgot to talk about that me and T guys were lo- loving on Monday night. 
well, I don't know if he's a wide receiver. Devin Duvernay. Duvernay. Definitely, definitely Who is that? Him. Who is Duvernay? He's yeah, a kick returner, quick. but he should be a wide receiver because they need some help on that on those wide that wide receiver corp in Baltimore. Devin Duvernay, if you if he blows up later on in the season, you heard it here first. All right, yeah. Duvernay. <laughs> yeah, you can claim Devin Duvernay as yours. All right, so just some other options at tight end if you're super desperate. Logan Thomas, Jordan Aikens, Drew Sample. Just some guys that have had some decent games thus far. And if you had an injury like Jared Cook or something, look for one of them if all the other guys are scooped up. All right, let's get into today's sponsor. Once again, the Thrive Fantasy app for iOS and Android. Thrive Fantasy app, daily fantasy sports app where you can set your lineup and try and win some prizes up to $30,000 in prizes usually per week. Um, If you download the Thrive Fantasy app today, Use our promo code SUPERFB, that is S-U-P-E-R-F-B, and you deposit $20 or more, you will receive an instant $50 bonus. Free money to play with, free money to try and set That's a good lineup. Free fitty. So download that app today, the Thrive Fantasy app. Go check it out. Um, at least download it, check it out, see if it's something you want to use, and use that code for sure. Tonight, yo, you use them waiver wire targets we were just talking about. Buy them low and have them make you some money. Exactly. That's the way to do it. All right. Into our favorite Wednesday segment. Calm or chaos, as Matt is showing. Let's start at the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson. One of the top two quarterbacks taken in pretty much every draft. Back-to-back weeks with fewer than 20 fantasy points and only 15 against the Chiefs. He's currently quarterback 12 on the season. Is this calm or chaos on Lamar? Chill. Just relax. It's Lamar Jackson. Sit tight. Wait for the show to happen. Joe Burrow is currently ranked a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson, points-wise. Obviously, you're not starting Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson. Is that rest of season or, like, currently? No, currently. he's saying, like, currently their points. All right. So, uh, but yeah, you're not. I mean, maybe you're expecting more uh, beginning of the season. I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. People hadn't ranked one or two, but he's not playing like one or two. Uh, as long as he's not playing from behind, he's definitely someone you He'll can feel good right. about. Yeah. And he has yeah. a solid matchup this week against Washington. He's going to be fine. Do not stress on that. He was former MVP of the league. Like, they don't just fall off the face of the earth. Well, I'm Who sure did? you can name. I'm not. I mean, I can't name off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's been an MVP that's fallen off. I was hoping you would have said Cam Newton because I was about to eat you alive. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> it. I was no! gonna eat you alive. <laughs> Cam Newton's still good. Anyways, yeah, Lamar Jackson, stay calm. Top three quarterback that you drafted. He's gonna get it right. Uh, obviously, you've seen a lot of quarterbacks going crazy over the past couple of weeks. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and obviously you're a little bit jealous, but. Lamar Jackson will get it right. He had a thousand rushing yards last year. I expect him to continue to rush the ball, continue to be able to air it out. He had a couple drops on uh, against the Chiefs, where Mark Andrews should have caught a touchdown. Marquise Brown should have caught a first down. Mark Andrews had another twenty-yard catch that was a drop. So I don't think it's all his fault. I think it'll fix itself as the season goes on. As he said himself, the Chiefs are their kryptonite. He was mm-hmm. traded today in our league, also. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, was. He was. Some traded people are in panicking. He was so. dealt. If Lamar, if someone's panicking on Lamar Jackson, I would go get him. Snag him. All right. On to the next calm or chaos here. Kenyon Drake. 
18 carries for 73 yards, one catch for six yards, eight points against the Lions, who let Aaron Jones absolutely torch them in week two. Is this calm or chaos on Kenyon Drake? Slight chaos. Slight chaos because he's definitely not producing at where you drafted him at. So, uh, a good thing. Val- yeah. Go ahead. A good thing, like, the takeaway from Kenyon Drake's, like, slow performance so far is like he's been getting at least 18 plus touches a game or 16 plus so he's getting the workload he's just sometimes not doing what he should be doing or what you expected him to be doing at an adp like second round yeah early second round late first round yeah with that volume you expect him to be able to find the end zone soon so and we've seen uh, it yeah exactly i'm I'm saying come on drake i think he'll get it figured out sooner rather than later um definitely hold on to him Actually, probably a buy low candidate if you're looking for somebody. On to the next one here. He seems like a frequent guy on this segment. T guys are so happy to hear his name again. Joe Mixon, 17 carries for 49 <laughs> yards and two catches for 16 yards, only seven points. He's not even startable. He's he not even startable. All right. calm or let's chaos? let's not go that far. But he Bruh. Might be the least valuable pick of this year's draft right. based, on, based on where he was taken. And that's saying a lot because he, he was taken first round in most drafts. Right. Yeah, I don't know where the hype was with Joe Mixon. I mean, he looked like he he could he should have had a good game last week against like a, a defense in Philly that had a bunch of holes. But Gio Bernard seems to be someone who's still on the field a lot. He's averaging two more uh, targets per game than uh, Mixon, which you don't want to see from – this aging running back. Uh, so you want to see Joe Mixon on the field more. The O-line's obviously not helping him. Um, hopefully they turn it around. But for now, yeah, I, I don't know how startable he is. There could be right. – there may be a lot better options than him. Look, and I, feel, staying, I feel like the um, Bengals are very comfortable relying on Joe Burrow so far this year. Yeah. Sean, it's no surprise that you're staying calm. Yeah, I, I got a question. I have a question for you after you, you talk about what you're about to – Okay, okay. Well, Joe Mixon's volume is still through the roof, just as we said for Kenyon Drake. Joe Mixon is probably in a similar situation, but maybe a little bit worse than Drake, obviously, with the Bengals O-line looking so bad. But Mixon's still getting the carries, and I think he's bound to find the end zone soon. If you're getting that much volume, they're going to end up near that goal line, and Joe Mixon's going to be able to punch it in, especially this week against the Jags. If you bench Joe Mixon this week, you're going to regret it. He's going to have a good week this week, and you're going to feel salty. Nobody likes a TD dependent player. I don't think he's TD dependent. That's that had, is what you had, just said, Sean. You uh, just said, never you, mind. Forget my question. You already, I already know the answer. And what difference does like? Right, what's you, the question? I no, I already, I already know the answer. It's not even worth it. How much right, well, better say, say offensive it. line be on the one yard line that they won't be on the twenty <laughs> yard line? <laughs> I don't think the offensive line is going to be better there. I'm just saying, I think Mixon will be able to punch it in. You've They're going to punch him back. <laughs> He's still showing the signs of his talent. He's able to break tackles. He's able to make plays. It's just that O-line is there in his face. He's got to fight for three-yard carries rather than have easy ones like teams with better O-lines. See, so guys, I want to hear the question. All right, Sean, who would you rather Who would you rather start this week? Joe Mixon or Miles Gaskin? That's a good one. Uh, I did He's my rankings thinking. already. Don't look at the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the rankings. Who would you would rather start? I would definitely rather start Joe Mixon. I still okay. have Joe Mixon as my 16th running back. I got Miles Gaskin at 29, so I'm not too confident on You Miles are asleep on Miles Gaskin. I like Miles Gaskin. I think he's worth a start, but I just, against Seattle, 
in the first two games, he got like seven carries because they were down a lot. I think they're going to be down a lot again. What if his name was Miles Mixon? Or I might Joe, be interested. I might be. Joe Gaskin. I might be Joe my Gaskin. Joe Gaskin. No. All right, let's move Joe on with Joe Mixon. We spent way too much time talking about him. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon, the running back for the Broncos. He had eight carries for 26 yards and four catches for 12 yards versus Tampa Bay. Only seven points. Is this calm or chaos on Melvin Gordon? You want to lean towards chaos? He was RB13 the first two weeks, uh, but then after a, a dud last week, he dropped down to RB20. Um, and with Philip Lindsay possibly returning tomorrow, that's definitely not helping the case at all. Uh, their offense is already banged up and not so great or someone that you can depend on or the offense you can depend on, but they are playing the Jets. Maybe they'll have a good game, but if Lindsay's playing – uh Gordon had his chance the backfield to his own so we'll see but a little chaos I'm staying uh, calm yeah I'll get I'll get into Melvin Gordon later on in the episode yeah I'm, I'm gonna stay calm for now I think the volume's still gonna be there and he's still gonna be the main pass catching back on this team and Drew Locke will be back within the next week or so I think Melvin Gordon will get right and honestly tomorrow he might be the only startable fantasy player at all so Broncos defense yeah, aside from defense. I'm sure they'll give up a lot to the Jets. Anyways. The Jets will give up a lot to the Broncos. It's just going to be a bad game. I think it's going to be – we'll talk about it. It'll be we'll zero, talk about zero. it for tomorrow. We, we thought the Jags-Miami game was going to be horrible, and that ended up not being such a bad game. Well, we'll talk about it on tomorrow's podcast. Okay, Sean. <laughs> Calm or chaos on Leonard Fournette. Seven carries for 15 <sighs> yards – and two catches for seven yards for three fantasy points. I hate to say it, but these games were expected out of him because Ronald Jones is still supposed to be the guy. Uh, They were up a lot, so maybe you would have expected more from Fournette. But definitely definitely a little chaos. I still don't see people starting him with a lot of faith in him. But – just let just let it ride out. I think he'll be he'll be normal. <laughs> he'll be normal. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm staying calm too. Oh shit. Uh, I'm gonna lean towards chaos personally. Yeah. I mean, obvious, but obviously, I just don't like the stats that he's put up in two of three weeks. He's been obviously the first week it was rough, and after a really good week two, you expected him to show that same flash, that same sign of life, and he absolutely struggled and got super outperformed by his counterpart, Ronald Jones, who had five more carries for like 30 more yards, 33 more yards, um, averaged a lot better yards per carry and also had two catches for 17 yards. So I think it's going to be a two-headed monster. (laughs) Personally, I don't know if one of these guys is really going to end up taking over this backfield. They gave Ronald Jones another chance after fumbling in week two, and that just shows that they still have some trust in him. I think when Leonard Fournette came to the Bucs, people thought he was immediately going to take over, but I don't think they realized how good of a running back Ronald Jones actually was. And I don't see, like Sean just said, I don't see either of them really taking over that starting job. Things could have been different if there was a preseason. Uh, I I mean, there would have been a couple games to see what either of them could do on their own, but going straight into it. They don't even, this offense is still trying to figure themselves out and they still have yet to play a game full. This offense is healthy. This yeah, it's a weird, weird. Offense. The Bucks have been a little bit inconsistent. We'll see how they do moving forward, but I'd be nervous about starting either of them moving forward until I see more. All right, a couple more running backs here. Mark Ingram first up, seven carries for thirty yards and zero catches against the Chiefs. Calmer chaos on Ingy. 
chaos. I don't want to touch any of them in that backfield because they don't even know who the guy is in that backfield. I think you thought that uh, Dobbins would eventually take over, but he hasn't done that yet. Gus Edwards is still like a, a vulture. He had a nice run Monday night, so he's he's not going to be just thrown away. Um, definitely chaos on Ingram. You maybe would have expected more on a contract year, but you're not getting that so far. Yeah, I'm. I agree. I'm going a little bit chaotic on him. On him too. I'm just nervous with the whole three-headed monster situation. The fact that Gus Edwards is even involved just makes me nervous. Like that I don't is know very he's... surprising. I didn't yeah. expect him to be involved at all. Yeah, exactly. I, it just shows they like him a little bit. So he's still going to be vulturing a few carries a game. Uh yeah. I'm just nervous on Mark Ingram. I'm saying chaos, and I still like J.K. Dobbins down the season i think they would want to rather get him involved if mark <clears throat> continues to struggle yep 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 yep. i was thinking calm but you just convinced me otherwise <laughs> well speak your mind t-gods no i don't know i just ingram. i don't, don't think, be swayed by I don't the think opinion anyone of Sean drafted Gill. mark ingram to stardom and i think that whole offense needs to get figured out cash. so i think cash traded ingram for justin jefferson yeah People are low on. I still, I still think he's worth owning. I still think he's worth like just holding. But I want to see him do it, and he's obviously going to be more valuable in games where they're up big, like yeah. week two, which is often usually. Yeah. So if the Ravens start to get it right better and start to look better, then Mark Ingram may be back. But I'm still just nervous about the three-headed monster. All right, next guy here, the last running back, DeAndre Swift, had one catch for 19 yards, zero carries for two fans. Now points. that's some chaos. That I think is some chaos. Calm because you weren't expecting him to be anything. Uh, where he was drafted, he was drafted around the top 25 running back. So you were looking at him as someone that would be your third running back, most likely, and some in some cases second if you were drafting a lot of wide receivers early and yeah, I'd be panicking if I had him. He has the potential, running. but clearly the Lions love AP and they want to keep putting him. He had 22 carries last week. 22. And with the Galladay coming back, they don't have to force the run game as much. So maybe not – like none of them may see the ball as much as they did, uh, even though AP did. So uh, Matt Stafford can start airing it out like he most usually does. Yeah, in games where they're down, I think that'll be where Swift is going to be used more, kind of like a Theo Riddick role, like the pass catching back. Uh, but if they're up and unless it's to win the game, it's going to be. Please do not say DeAndre Swift is going to be theoretic. <laughs> that <laughs> made me depressed. He's going to be a mirror in the theoretic role with better skill set. I don't know. Theoretic had some good games back in the day, man. He might have had like five good games in three years. Only against <laughs> NFC North teams, he was good. All right, whatever. I liked theoretic. How do you know that, Q? Because I had him for quite a long time. <laughs> I would have theoretic too. So yeah, I like theoretic. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Let's start with the Carolina wide receiver, DJ Moore. Two catches for 65 yards on only four targets versus the Chargers. Just calm or chaos on DJ Moore. This is DJ Moore chaos. DJ Moore I need more chaos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was drafted to be your wide receiver one, and uh, Robbie Anderson is <laughs> your wide receiver one. The Temple chemistry could be a thing. But uh, DJ Moore had a good week, too, I believe. And then back to low end something, not not some not what <laughs> you were expecting. End <laughs> low end bench spot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am staying calm on DJ Moore personally. Obviously, bias. I drafted DJ Moore 
in our league. I drafted him in another league as well. I still have faith. I just think this past week he was on Casey Hayward Island. Casey Hayward tends to shut down wide receivers, top five cornerback in the league, especially when it comes to shadowing them. So DJ Moore was struggling to get open. He didn't even get involved until the second half. I think in more favorable matchups, DJ Moore will be back similar to week two. And I do like Robbie Anderson now, and I, I, I don't think he's going to go away. So that might hurt his value. But I, yeah. I'm staying calm with DJ Moore. He just may not be top 10 wide receiver that most expected. Or I, I think Teddy Bridgewater definitely brings his value down. Like, since you got to see how they play together, I think if you were to draft again, nobody is drafting DJ Moore as their wide receiver one. No. Not yeah. a chance. Not me. Probably right <laughs> not now. Not me. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. All right. I hope this hurts your feelings too. <laughs> it does. If I, I, I'm about to come downstairs and just knock it down. Anyways, on to the next one here. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Two catches for 13 yards this past Monday night. Calm or chaos? Chaos. They were down all game. Yeah. And last year he was – what was that face for? Were they not down all game? If you're staying calm on Lamar, you can't stay calm on Hollywood, too? No, because Lamar runs. Hollywood okay. is a receiver. Okay. It's true. But neither him or Mark Andrews were producing that game. They both were right. uh, had some unsticky gloves. We'll talk about Mark Andrews in a little bit. Borrowed them from Aguilar. I don't know. I, he is their deep threat. He is their number one receiver. Willie Sneed isn't going to really take much <laughs> receptions away from him. I mean, I don't see anyone else aside from Mark Andrews doing Duvernay. that. <laughs> Hoovernay? <laughs> no, Duvernay. I don't know Hoovernay that is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting a little chaotic about Marquise Hollywood Brown. I'm staying calm on Hollywood. He still had six targets. He was involved. He did drop a pass um, that was pretty easy. Should have been caught. But I think Hollywood moving forward, obviously, he's going to have a little bit of boomer bust in him considering his play style. I think in games where he's going to be able to air it out, Lamar Jackson's going to hit him deep. He's going to catch him long passes. And you're going to regret if you have him on your bench. So I think Hollywood Brown's someone to stay calm on for now unless you continue to see some bad performances. Yeah. Uh, are we smelling a... Uh... D-Jax out of Marquise Brown? A little bit. Is that a little a bit thing? of D-Jax vibes. Thing. Like it's some vintage D-Jax? Like it's Tyrell Williams yeah. out of Marquise no, Brown? I don't, I don't no, know. better. <laughs> better than that. Stop. All right, let's move on from Marquise Brown to A.J. Green. Five catches for 36 yards on six targets. Is this calm or chaos after another poor performance from A.J.? I'm still chaos. staying calm. I'm still thought- staying calm. I thought it's been chaos for like the past three years. <laughs> it has been, but it's not like extreme chaos. That He's is. only getting older. I mean, his health is still always an issue. I don't really see him. I mean, he can definitely improve. He definitely still has a talent too, but I just don't see it happening. Right Tyler, now. Tyler Boyd is emerging. Yeah. Um, T. Higgins. I've, T. Higgins, right. And I just think that they have a lot better options than A.J. Green right now. And for a team that's throwing the ball as much as Burrow is right now, you would expect maybe more out of him. I don't know if it's because he can't get separation or whatever it may be. But right now, for a guy that I was drafting, I didn't draft him, but a guy that I was coming to the draft thinking of like a wide receiver two, maybe someone who'd go back to wide receiver 
one low end where he was where he once was he's more of now a flex play that's where i'd i'd put him yeah. in, my, in my lineup if i had him he definitely lost a step like you said q i don't think he can find separation a lot of against a lot of these young corners yeah i'm gonna stay a little bit more calm on aj green i just think he's still been super involved in an offense that's going to be down a super involved every week i mean right. 28 targets in three games like the volume is there. He's still involved. Even though T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are showing that they're putting up numbers, A.J. Green finds the end zone in one of these games. You're going to feel a lot better about him moving forward. He, he, I don't think he's the same A.J. Green that you <coughs> expected, but I still think he's like, – like you guys said, I think he's still a flex option, but I, I'm staying calm. I'm not, like, dropping him or doing anything drastic. I agree. All right. Next one here, T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> Three catches for 52 yards on three targets. We need like a side. Yo, he caught every single one of his targets. He did. That's the first time all season. Just feed him. He'll do it on his own. I'm staying calm on T.Y. Hill. That's not fair. Has Sean not been biased all podcast? He's always biased. I expect that from him. <laughs> well, listen. Let him I be the biased one. It. I thought about it. You just got to get the ball in the T.Y. hands and let him do it himself. Well, but, there's a lot of people that are going to be saying chaos on ty hilton and i'm one of them i'm i'm in the middle I'm, i want to stay calm just because of the game script for the last two weeks where they went up huge on the vikings and went up and ended up winning 28 to 11 and then obviously against the jets two pick sixes their offense didn't even have to show up it was pretty much just their defense could have played for 60 minutes and they would have won that game anyways so ty hilton didn't have to do much no one really had to do much even though like they, they barely had to throw. It was pretty much just run heavy team. I think there's going to be more competitive matchups where TY is going to be more involved. Like week one, where he ended up having a lot of targets. He just struggled a little bit. So I'm not too worried about TY. I hope he's all right. He should have switched the Jets. If not, I have Sean coming back anyway. I'm just, I just want to see it first before I start him again. Yeah. I want to see him. He is not touching my starting lineup until he proves himself. Yeah, for sure. All right. On to the next one. A uh, common theme for calmer chaos, the Browns wide receivers. It's as we said last week, it's going to be a weekly thing. It's every week. Calm chaos about. or Browns receivers. Well, let's, <laughs> that's the new segment name. All right. Let's start with OBJ four catches for 59 yards, only nine fantasy points on six targets. Chaos would, or calm. This is chaos. I'm trying to sell him. If you have him, you could probably probably maybe get someone Told just off the name we mentioned before. Yep. Who do you think you're getting for an OBJ right now, Q? Ty. <laughs> so you ha- so you do have situations. faith in Ty. What? So you do have faith in Ty. I do have faith in him. It's still a little chaotic over there, right. but I, I may have more faith in him than OBJ right now, just because Baker isn't being told to throw the ball as much because he's inaccurate. They love the run game. Yeah, like, that run game there is. And OBJ. Dominant. OBJ admitted himself that he's he doesn't expect to be having those big statistical years like he has had in new york or when he first came to cleveland yeah i'd personally prefer obj over ty still um i'm a little chaotic on obj if the browns are going to be up more in games than i expected like the last two weeks they've been able to run the ball super efficiently and not had to throw much Uh, but obviously they were favorable matchups in tougher matchups i'm more comfortable starting obj where they're gonna have to throw they're gonna have to try and get him involved and involved downfield to even have a chance at winning so definitely some chaos um but baker ex- sucks so i, ex- I mean like <laughs> he's so unreliable 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the worst part of this offense is even when they're down, like Baker could just have an absolute dud of a performance and throw three picks and three straight drives. So moving on to the next one, Jarvis Landry, four catches for 36 yards on four. Oh, well, targets. another Browns receiver. Chaos. Um, I'll let you all talk. First he has before. led to lead a Jarvis game sucks. in targets. <laughs> and that's by it. More importantly, he has yet to lead or have more targets than OBJ, uh, which you may not have expected because Jarvis has more chemistry, I would say, with Baker being on the team longer. But. There's some chaos. I think if you have either of them, you're starting both of them this week against the Cowboys defense that would let me catch a touchdown. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes. Still some secondary. chaos from what we've seen so far. I mean, um, Q kind of does look like OBJ, so I don't doubt it. <laughs> minus the shitty chest. <laughs> oh, man. Again? Oh, man. Unnecessary shots. But, uh, 15 yard penalty. I've defended Jarvis Landry time and time again, so I might as well continue to defend Jarvis Landry. This week against Dallas is set up to be a perfect you benched Jarvis Landry and you're pissed you did it game because he's going to put up some numbers. Sean last says season, this every week. Last season in the first three <laughs> weeks, Jarvis Landry struggled and he did not put up much numbers. And then week four was his breakout game against the Ravens. He had eight catches for 167 yards. Jarvis Landry is still Jarvis Landry. I think he's still got the talent. I'm not worried about that. I don't think he's lost a step or anything. Uh, the only thing that worried me was his hip, but he's still playing through it. I think he's going to be fine. Jarvis Landry on, against the Cowboys this week gets right. He's on pace for about 63 catches, which is like a lot, maybe 20 catches less than what he usually is averaging. Um, but Sean's motto seems to be with Jarvis Landry. Even if it's broke, just keep using it. <laughs> <laughs> if if it's broke, hope it fix itself. If Jarvis Landry struggles this week, uh, we'll talk mechanic. about him on Calm or Chaos again. A right. weekly thing. Last wide receiver here, Julian <laughs> Edelman. Calm or chaos, two catches for 23 yards. Relax. Calm, calm, calm. Relax. Calm. It, this was a fluky, fluky, fluky game. Rex Burkhead yeah. does not have three touchdowns yeah. again. It's not no going to happen. Way. And so Bill Belichick is very um, unpredictable with his game planning and play calling as well. But you know Edelman's always going to be in there, and you saw what he did against the Seahawks when it was a shootout. He he was given yeah. the ball plenty of times. Aside from Cam Newton, he is the most like surefire start on that yeah. team week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not worried about Julian Edelman either. He did have six targets, so he, it's not like he wasn't involved. I think he'll be fine moving forward. And they're playing a Seahawks defense this week that may be without Jamal Adams. That'll help. Yeah. They might. Yeah, it's looking unlikely he'll play. So. Let's move on to some tight ends. They're two. Wait, they're not playing the Seahawks this week. Oh, the forget it. I don't want to know what he's talking about anymore. I think yeah, they're I playing know. the Chiefs. They're... Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking we'll, of a different game. Different. We'll analyze Julian. Hugh Edelman has tomorrow. me believing stuff that isn't true. He's a pathological liar. Yeah, <laughs> we'll analyze Julian Edelman tomorrow. No, I'm not. Tight ends, couple bad performances last week. We'll start with Darren Waller, two catches for nine yards on only four targets after a huge week two that lost me the game. I'm still butthurt about that, but game of Dar- his life. <laughs> but Darren Waller, is this calm or chaos? This is calm. Staying calm. He's the number one target on that team. Right. Who else are they far. throwing to? Aguilar. Yeah. Isn't yeah. Rogue still hurt? Aggie Aguilar, sucks. Aguilar Ren- might be their number one wide receiver right now, aside from Renfro. Renfro <laughs> sucks. <laughs> don't want Ren- don't want to throw to Renfro. Yeah. So I'm staying calm as a cucumber on uh 
about Zay Jones. What's his name? Oh, Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. <laughs> Matt, Matt forgot who he was talking about. I had a brain fart. It was... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Colin Waller. He was banged up heading into the game. Hopefully, he's a little bit more healthy this week. And with everybody out, he's going to have to be force-fed. So, Belichick took him away. And then a more favorable matchup. I like him. No Even one has good games against too. the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots are just not true. They not take true. away your Nick, best player. Nick Foles had a great game against them. He did. <laughs> so did Burkhead. Burkhead against the Burkhead Patriots. Burkhead is on the Patriots. <laughs> oh, what am I saying? Now I'm crazy. Well, yeah, well, all right. All right. Let's, let's let's move let's, on because we're just on. all fucking. One more, up. one more, one more here. Mark Andrews had three catches for 22 yards. Calm, 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 calm. Big calm. Proven TE tight end. He led the Ravens in targets. And I mean, he had a gimme touchdown that last and... game. Yeah, two big drops. Mark Andrews and Lamar haven't been on the same page the last couple of weeks, but I'm not worried at all. He had eight targets. He's still involved. He's still going to be their go-to guy. And he's been playing more this year than he has in the past two. He's playing like the majority of the snaps. So Mark Andrews, stay calm. Keep starting him. Do not bench him. For sure. Let's move on to trade targets. Who are we buying low? I will start off. A guy we've already talked about, DJ Moore. I still like DJ Moore. I still have faith in DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's not going to be the number one wide receiver on this team to finish the season, even though he's number seven right now. I think DJ Moore. (laughs) Exactly. I think DJ Moore gets it right. He gets back on track. He's like, uh, like I said, he was on Casey Hayward Island this last week. I expected a tougher performance, Uh, but this week I'm back on the DJ Moore train against Arizona. Pat Peterson's lost a step. So DJ Moore should be fine. He's someone I'm looking to trade for. He's someone I would want on my team. Even though he's not that top 10 guy you expected, I still think he's going to be around that top 15 mark, and I like him. You hope so. You can't be giving I all these cornerbacks so. their own islands. You haven't even given Ramsey. You haven't given Ramsey an island yet, yeah, you guys talk Ram- about, about Ramsey week. every week. We yeah, know all right, yo, this is why we need a Ramsey counter. That would have been like five right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Q, who is your buy low? Also, a guy that we talked about earlier, I'm going Kenyon Drake. Uh, he told we talked about how how little he's pr- produced so far, and someone in our league could have probably traded James Robson for him uh, just by words of the other owner that owns Drake. So if I mean, you could possibly oh, really? get James Robson for Drake uh, if you can. That's how I mean. That's you mean, how low you mean Drake for James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Tomato, potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenyon Drake, Drake, I think, definitely is some guy that you could get for less than his value at the moment. For sure. Yep. The production definitely has not been there, as you expected it to be. All right, Matt, give us your buy-low target. Also somebody that we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's Melvin Gordon the third. Not the second, not the first, but the third. <laughs> I feel uh, like all these NFL players add these like juniors and thirds. Just like, so it's on their, their jersey. Just so Crazy. it's on their jersey. They're like, they're uh, but, uh, hey, let me let me talk. All right. All right have, go ahead. I Mr. on mine. Melvin Gordon. He is my by low target. Philip Lindsay is still a little banged up. And although Melvin Gordon didn't take advantage of that necessarily necessarily. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but he definitely can. He uh, like Sean said earlier, he had four catches last week. Still involved in the passing game, which if you're in a PBR league, that definitely helps you a lot. Um, 
he's averaging just around like 16, 17 touches a game. So his volume is there. It's just the production is kind of lacking, but I don't see him really struggling a lot. Although, and especially with the uh, quarterback situation right now, I think they rely on that run game heavily and they dump it off a lot. And he also has a very favorable matchup this week against the Jets tomorrow night. So keep an eye on that. Super Bowl. Yep. All right, you guys, who is your buy low target? All right. I'm going to just keep it short and sweet. There's not a lot to support this, but I still have faith in Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I, like maybe you have someone's handcuff and they'll take their handcuff for him. Just he's at the lowest of the low right now. I think. I just, I still think he's just good. I like skill wise. I think he's good. Skill wise, I think he has potential. If you can just trade as, any little thing for him, I'll, I'll take long, a shot on him. As long as uh, he's wait. not creating turnovers, he's definitely someone that can have value and will be getting his opportunities for like later on in the season. Right. T-Gods, would right. you trade a family-sized bag of purple Doritos for Leonard Fournette right now? How many bags do I own? You own one bag, and you, you, can, own... get Leonard, you can get Leonard Fournette for that one bag. No, you own Leonard Fournette's body weight in purple Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> That's so many. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll give him one bag then. No, I don't. I don't I'm not sure if I would. Purple Doritos are so good. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about oh, him, but shit. he's definitely a buy low target. You can get him for cheap. That's so funny. All right, let's move on to sell high. Guys, you're selling high on. I will start off with James Robinson. I did just trade him to Matt. I didn't sell super high. I needed wide receiver help and I needed quarterback help. And that's what I, I got needed with the running DJ back and Matt Stafford. Gave him the fantasy bro discount. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who, I did. But if one of you if, if someone in your league is looking at James Robinson's Thursday night performance where everybody was watching and they're salivating over getting him, I would be willing to trade him for sure. I don't know how this performance will continue. I mean, obviously the Dolphins are not a good defense and he ended up having 30 points, two touchdowns. I don't know if he scores hey, two the touchdowns week before every week. He had 20. I don't know if he scores two touchdowns every week. <laughs> and Zigbo and Armstead should be back within the next few weeks. So if they end up somehow getting worked in, and no, Doug Marone is a guy that usually likes one running back, as we saw with Fournette. But if they end up somehow getting worked in and taking a couple touches away in games where they're down, it'll just hurt his value a little bit. So. Armstead better not come back because he will give that whole team COVID. <laughs> He's had COVID like three times. Three yeah, times I mean, the charm. <laughs> they should just put him on COVID IR. He's been on COVID IR for so long. so He's immune. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that backfield shapes out. Um, I think James Robinson's value might just be at an all-time high. So I think that's why he's worth selling. All right, Q, who is your sell-high guy this week? A player that I know pretty well so far this season. I think Sean needs to finally admit that he is pretty good. I'm going with Stefan Diggs. Uh, he is top – I think he's top five wide receiver ranked right now. Uh You've seen him produce so far with John Brown, without John Brown, 100% at least. Uh, touchdown in the last two games. And guess who did it against last week? Ramsey. Okay. So why are you selling high on him? You don't you think could, he's going to keep it up? No. I. Well, I if mean, you look at his numbers, they were actually cut in half last week. Right, yeah. his first two games. So Ramsey had some sort of impact, and the Bills had to throw – a lot to but uh 
if you're to a keep big... the Ra- the Rams almost came back, so they had to throw to keep that lead semi comfortable, and they won on I think like a last minute touchdown. But you see how Not much the, minute, but... Josh Allen's throwing the ball. Uh, you could definitely get some nice pieces for Stephon Diggs for sure. Yeah. yeah, you could definitely fill the void in your lineup, or a couple voids in your lineup for that matter for Stephon Diggs. Yeah, he's currently ranked fourth, so Stephon Diggs has some good value right now. Give him to me. All right, Matt, who is your sell high? My sell high, unlike you two biased little MFers, <laughs> it's, it's somebody that I do not own or previously owned. It is Mike Evans. Uh, last week, he might have had like the flukiest game of all time. <laughs> he had two catches for two yards for two touchdowns. Two for and two for two. week one, he had one catch for two yards. No, I'm wrong. Yeah, he was hurt though. Uh, yeah, he was banged up a little the bit, hamstring injury. But he, he has four touchdowns in three games. Three of those touchdowns came from inside the five yard line. I don't see that happening every week. And um, this year so far, he is tied for 75th in targets and 84th in yards. So it's too much love to show on that team. Exactly. And even with Chris Godwin out, he really never uh, broke out. I mean, week two, yeah. he had a very good game, but the other two weeks were kind of iffy. I'm with you. I don't know. It's, uh, I personally keep Mike Evans, but if he's definitely got some value right now that you could flip into something more. That's why he's so more comfortable. Unless you're getting the value you want out of him, you're holding on to him, clearly. Yeah. All right, you got your sell high. Okay, well, you're not exactly selling him high, but you're selling him before his stock goes down even more. Um, Todd Gurley is scary to me. Of course, injuries he always had a good risk. Game last week. Yeah, but he's still splitting carries with Brian Hill, and he has three catches for three yards on the season. Pass heavy offense. In and a, on the in Rams, that's pe- where that's where he made his money was catching the ball. Exactly, and he's not doing it. And Brian Hill's like Doing getting it. a good amount of time in there so i think before todd Gurley goes down even more you try and get what you can from him i agree with you Teagues. yeah that's not a bad not a bad option at all all right let's get into the q a before we get to q's joke of the week uh we had one question on twitter from at matt crossman uk he asked if he should trade joe mixon for deandre hopkins in a 10 team half ppr super flex league we're please. not going to answer that. We're not going to just skip it. Just skip it. It doesn't even skip matter it. who else the rest no. of the has on it. Just please. Do not disrespect the best receiver in the league and <laughs> in not trading him for one of the worst starting running backs right now. Yeah. You better take D hop and you better not think twice about it. Cause if you do, I'm going to go to UK if that's where you're located <laughs> and slap you. <laughs> yeah. Although, although Sean would have drafted Mixon over uh, D-Hop this yeah, year. Yeah, we remember that. <laughs> Idiot. Keep it on the low. Keep it on the low. I didn't say no, that's that. on the high. <laughs> Big high. Sean is ugly, and he also drafts ugly. Whatever. All right, let's move on to the next question. Obvious. That's an obvious accept. Uh, a little bit more of a complicated question here. At HaHa2K, uh, one of our bigger fans on Twitter here, asked if Nikhil Harry is droppable. As much no. as I love Nikhil Harry, I think he's still he is droppable. That one game week two, uh, you thought maybe there'd be more to come. 
But then again, just like Edelman, it was a big Rex Burkhead game that's not going to be normal. So, I would. I mean, if, if you have, yeah, I, I guess I would hold on to him. Yeah, I would say he's droppable. I wouldn't like be upset dropping him if you were looking at like Justin Jefferson or some of the guys that are out there this week. Um, and I think Nikhil Harry's value is going to be in games where they're down more, where Cam's going to have to throw the ball more. But this is a run first team. Um, this week, Nikhil Harry might be a decent start, but moving forward, I think the Patriots are going to be up in games more than they're down. So I don't know how involved he'll be. So I'm not dude. scared to. I got another Good. question from chat. Uh, All right, hit yeah. us with it. All right, All right Bart, you get one. Bart, I get one wants, Bart wants to know if, if you would trade Calvin Ridley for Tyreek Hill. All right, look. This Do I own? No, we're not. We're not. We're just talking about the trade itself. If you owned Calvin Ridley, are you trading him for Tyreek Hill? Yes, I am personally. Tyreek Hill has proven that he can stay as he is on all year, right? And he is on the best offense in football by far. I would say it's super close. I would say Tyreek Hill obviously has more upside with Mahomes at the helm compared to Matt Ryan. I think Tyreek Hill is locked in as pretty much a top five wide receiver. Calvin Ridley has shown that he's incredible and may be taking over Julio, but I think once Julio comes back, I don't know if Calvin Ridley's production stays right. over a hundred yards per game. Yeah. Some games Julio is going to have over a hundred yards and Calvin Ridley may have like, I don't know, six or 70 or something. I don't think right. Calvin Ridley's going away. I think they're both pretty close right now, but I think Tyreek Hill just has the more proven track record, the better quarterback. He's the one I would prefer to have. I raved about Calvin Ridley all offseason, but the more uh, not necessarily reliable wide receiver, but like the more proven is definitely Tyreek Hill. And he's still a deep threat. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is always looking for him, but Calvin Ridley has been insane. So it's tough. Yeah, I think it's super close. I think they're both right now top five and they're both could end up finishing top five so yeah it's whoever you prefer but calvin ridley may have like a safer floor tyreek hill does have games from time to time where he may disappear in that offense but that one's tough i think yeah, we're splitting hairs it's I think a very both, tough one it's a I very very both, tough one they're both elite wide receivers and they're both going to be good this season so i think we're yeah. splitting hairs if you're looking like that if we are redrafting right now they would both be drafted around the same time and you wouldn't regret it so no. We also have a uh, another question from chat from Vince underscore nine thousand. Sounds like a uh, model of vacuum, but <laughs> he's, he said back with my weekly question. He has to start two of the three, and out of Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, and Kareem Hunt. I'm starting Woods and Hunt. I'm starting Woods and, Woods Hunt, and Hunt as well. Yeah. Both have very favorable matchup. I believe Woods is going against the Giants. And I think that he is absolutely going to decimate that secondary. I think you start and, Hunt every week. Yeah, I think Hunt is definitely a week-in, week-out starter. Even with Chubb there, they yeah. both prove that they can produce. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting Woods for sure. I'm torn on the other two. Edelman's playing at KC, so I think the Patriots are actually going to have to throw a lot in this game. They are. So Edelman may end up having a solid game. Uh, Kareem's also playing Dallas. If they end up falling behind, I think he's actually going to be involved too. So I like them both. I don't think you're going to have a bad option. I think they'll both get more than 10 fantasy points. But I'd probably go Kareem. I think he's just the safer option, more guaranteed volume. 
we saw Edelman struggle last week. So yeah, I'd probably go Kareem. Yeah. All you right, hunt, Q. You hunt in the woods, Vince. Hunt and woods. <laughs> Matt, the that team was, name. Q, your joke better top whatever Matt just said. <laughs> you know I'm, what I said. I've been thinking about this for a couple of days now. So I'm going to – what do you think the best part about living in Switzerland is? Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. Wait, hold on. He started the joke. Let him finish it. Yeah, you can't leave it on a cliffhanger. All right, all right, all right. I'll That's repeat the best it. part, though. I'll – Actually, I'm not even going to get to that because I don't even know if it's a question or not. What is what is the best part about living in Switzerland? I've been trying to figure this out. I don't know. Jeez. Get cheese. I'm not sure, but the flag's a plus. <laughs> I liked it. I that liked was it. funny. You, you have to, know what the, you you have to, know to right. You got to get it to actually get the joke. <laughs> That's not. But that was a good that was all right. That was all right. That revived um, Matt's hunt in the woods saying there. Yo, all right, let me have a joke of the week next week. I bet you I'll make you all fall out of your chairs. All right, bet. All right, I'm well, standing. I jokes of the week. Matt wants a competition here, so uh, get ready for a comedy act next <laughs> on, on, tomorrow. On As Thursday. if it already isn't. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll be live tomorrow for Thursday night football pregame. Uh, look for us there. Definitely follow us on Twitch if you're here live with us. We might um, have more viewers than the actual game itself. <laughs> that, that game is going to be rough. But if you want to hear some football Thursday uh, before the game, if you plan on watching it, I, uh, your eyes might bleed. But <laughs> we'll be live. We'll be here. We'll be previewing not only Thursday Night Football, but all of the games for week four. So you can listen to other games that aren't going to be as putrid. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Make sure to follow us on all social medias, of course, Twitter, Instagram, everything. We also yeah, website. launched our website this week. Yes. Uh, so check that's it out. Check it all, out. That's on the link below as well as on Instagram and whatnot. So check out the website where we're going to be Smash posting our pass. articles there. We'll be posting start sit articles, waiver wire articles, et cetera, um, and occasional analysis of teams. If you want to read about how bad the Eagles are, an article this week so wait wait wait, wait 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 there was also another question that we had in the uh instagram dms it was actually a question from myself <laughs> <laughs> and i was just wondering how uh q got so handsome all wait, right let it let us see the freshie show chat the freshie maybe the next one all right we're out peace out Peace. Deuces.